Welcome to Recovery Guy Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Recovery is a lifelong process. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and as usual, if this is Tuesday, this must be the fix. Uh, I'm excited to uh, be in front of the microphone. Um, got JJ in studio with me. Uh, John Barker's in uh, California going through finals and studying hard. We're excited about uh, what's going on with Recovery Guy and the movement of recovery that we are involved with. And obviously, without you... The one who's receiving the message, what chance does a messenger have? So if you're ever wondering of what value you bring to Recovery Guy and Recovery Guy podcast, recoveryguy.org, all that we're trying to do with our elements of wellness, never underestimate your value. Um, Had an opportunity to sit down with my friend last week and we were chatting and and she's still not at a point where she understands her value. And and as she was expressing that, I had to remind her that without someone to receive, those of us willing to give have no place for our message to go. And not only that, when a person receives uh, our message, you're validating what we're doing. And who doesn't like to be validated? Um, I want to be validated because it lets me know what we are doing, what I'm doing on a personal level, what Recovery Guy is doing on an overall level is having impact, is having an effect. So keep the comments coming. Uh, how much you help me. Anthony, thank you so much for your long-term sobriety and reaching back out to me to let us know that we are of one mind, that we are on the right mark. Thank you, Angie and Wendy and Susie and all the friends out there who continue to give us the uh, positive regard and response. You know, I was thinking about today's topic and, uh, and, and today's topic is called, Are We Attractive? Right? And I'm not talking about in the physical sense because that's really a subjective thing. Um, attractiveness from a physical standpoint is really, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And some people have a much better ability to see things than me. Therefore, they'll see its beauty and its attraction deeper and even sooner than, than I will. But what I'm talking about is our recovery. So this message today, this podcast today, is more for those of us who have been around for a while. You newcomers, you get a you get a Tuesday off, although I hope you listen because I want you to understand what our responsibility is to you in terms of the message that we carry. And when you become responsible to begin carrying the message that you're formulating in your life, you will 
care how attractive you are to others. And really, one of the cool things is I love music, and music relates to me in such a special way. And years ago, when I was in deep, dark depressions and doing psychedelic drugs and other second all and barbiturates just to hide, just so I didn't have to feel, and I would get lost in music and Back in the 70s, uh, there was an artist by the name of Sammy Hagar, and he was in a group called Montrose. And if you know anything about Sammy, and this is not a rock history lesson, but then, of course, he uh, replaced David Lee Roth and uh, Van Halen. And, of course, I don't want to get into the the argument or concern for those Van Halen fans who, who was better, but I've always been a Sammy guy. So here's the deal. Sammy went and formed this group, Chet, uh, drummer from Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Joe and Michael Anthony from uh, Van Halen, and they formed this group called Chicken Foot. Chicken Foot did this cover from a group called Deep Purple called Highway Star back from the 70s. And if you know anything about classic rock, Deep Purple was everything with Ian and Richie Blackmore and... And they just killed it in classic rock. But Highway Star was one of their great hits. And so Sammy and Chickenfoot redid it. And I want you to listen to the opening. And it's really the foundation of my talk today. I want you to listen to how Sammy introduces this song and the energy that it brings and what it meant to Joe and Chet and Michael and himself. And then... Feel the energy of the song coming on, and then that will be our point of reference for today in Are We Attractive? What did you think? I mean, I'm a classic rock guy. I'm a huge Sammy guy. Um, I think that song was great because I saw Deep Purple in concert do that live. And and I think Sammy and the group just raises that to another level. But that song for me was so attractive when they opened it up. And maybe you sensed it as well. Whether you're a classic rock person or not, it made you want to listen because of the energy and how Sammy introduced it. Are we that way with our recovery? That's what. I, that's where I want to get to. That's where I'm going. What is it about our recovered life? And, and it doesn't matter to me if you're my friend Chris, who's coming up on seven years, or, or, or my friend Wendy, who's got three years, or Angie with her time, or it really doesn't matter, or Anthony with his... 34 years or will slow will with his going on 40 years January 1st or my time the recovery we have is it attractive 
And as I was formulating and putting this message together, um, I came across the word and I thought of the word charismatic, right? Charismatic. It's used in a couple different ways as an adjective and, and as a noun. And so when I go to dictionary.com, here's what it says about charismatic. And I want us to think in terms of our personal sobriety and does it fall under these characteristics and this definition. Now understand when I talk about charismatic, I'm not talking about a person who necessarily has to be loud or overt. There's a lot of effective people who are much more quiet than me or much more subtle. I'm kind of like a, you know, a bull in a China store, right? I, I'm aggressive sometimes in my approach to living. I take it on full speed. I, I, I don't mix words. Uh, I'm pretty much out there. You really don't have to guess. You can see me coming. That's just who I am. I obviously I try not to be offensive or or to put people off. I try to be kind and caring and considerate, and in 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 my way. But that's who I am. That doesn't mean that I'm more effective than another person who doesn't have that more outgoing personality. So when we think of the word charismatic, it doesn't necessarily have to be a person who is given to a, say, a type A personality. Uh, But here it says, exercising a compelling charm, which inspires devotion in others. You know, if there's anything we know about our recovery We have to be devoted to it day in, day out. No matter what we're recovering from or what we're trying to overcome, I I really believe what we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition, right? So every day we have to renew our devotion, recommit ourselves to being the best possible version of ourselves for ourselves and others and other things and circumstances and situations and obligations. Of course, they're the beneficiary of this internal devotion. But do we exercise a compelling charm that would inspire someone else to have that devotion? Some of the words that are associated with it, and, and I love these, these uh, synonyms or or. Uh, descriptions of charismatic, you know, first of all, the root of charismatic, as much as I can understand, is uh, charismatic. It is uh, from the Greek, uh, and as best as I could find at dictionary.com, its origin was um, the 1800s, the late uh, 19th century, and the words are charisma, charismat, but these are the foundation of the words, and it lends itself to a particular uh, personality or particular um, expression of a person's belief. So some of the words similar are charming. 
I like to think of myself as charming. I can be <laughs> a little arrogant. I have some friends, uh, Steve and Season, and uh, they they accuse me of of having charming arrogance, right? And which they love me. They're my great friends, uh, Laura and I. We have a wonderful relationship, but they look at me because I am so outspoken. I am so confident in what we believe. Are we confident in what we believe? Are we confident in our recovery? Uh, Again, as a newcomer, I remember not being confident about anything. I was always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Remember, Remember when it was like that? Or maybe you're that way now. But if you do this right, I just want you to know if you're a newcomer or as my friend Will would say, if you're new or relatively new to the program of recovery, um, the other shoe doesn't have to drop. We, we learn over time that we don't have to look over our shoulder nearly as much as we thought we had to. Um, and, and after a while, we don't have to look over at all. We clear away the wreckage of our past. And as Slow Will, my sponsor says, if we clear away the wreckage of our present, then we don't have to worry about the wreckage of our past. So be encouraged if you're new or relatively new. And if these words don't resonate with you, stick around, talk to your sponsor, read your recovery material, continue to pray to God as you understand God for this confidence and this charismatic approach that would inspire others comes upon you in the form of personal confidence in the things that you are doing. So we have charming. We have fascinating. Are people fascinated with you? Do they kind of, wow, where did you get that? You know what I'm talking about? For those of us who've been around a while and we have a tendency to mix with people outside of recovery where they're not um, familiar with our approach to this new way of living. And it's almost like we we found out a secret that they're not quite sure where we learned it. It fascinates them. It's that um, it's that compelling reason that they would want to be around us. Do you ever do you ever do you ever meet someone or come across a certain situation and and for some reason, there was just a connection. Some reason, you just thought, what is it about this person? What is it about this situation? Is it something that's familiar to me? Is it something that I thought I liked? And when I see it, I realized how much I did. What was it that really got you to say, dang, I appreciate this. I really like this. It fascinated you because it was helping you connect the dots. It was helping you put color to an otherwise dull picture because you'd never seen it or heard it displayed to the degree that you are, and it fascinates you. Another description or a word similar or description similar to charismatic is full of personality. When you express your recovery Are you doing it from a standpoint of who you are rather than what you do? That's what a personality is. It's an expression of Robert Pardon. It's an expression of me. It's not an expression necessarily of Bill Wilson or Gamblers Anonymous or 
um, Emotions Anonymous or Overeaters Anonymous. It's not even really a full representation of my church or the Word of God. It's it's what I have processed as a result of that information. It's full of my personality. It's it's how I express all the things to you. I was on the phone this morning with my friend Richard, and Richard and I were talking. He said, how did you arrive? Because he had listened to the um, the power of, of thinking uh, on the podcast, and he said, how did you come up with this theory over time, and how did you get to thinking that way? Well, I walked him back through everything that I learned back from 1986, things that Will taught me, Jack taught me, Texas Mike taught me, you've heard my TED story before, uh, Pete the Greek, you know, Abe, all the people who were significant, Buddy and Eddie and Scott and Steve, all the people who were instrumental in my recovery, all the things, and I started putting the pieces together for him. And then when I was introduced to Stephen Covey in 1993 and began progressing and expanding my thinking and deepening my degree of understanding of me so I could be full of personality for you, that when you heard my message, I was believable. One of the things when I do public speaking and people have a tendency to see my animation and and my expression, they see that it's full of personality. I'm not giving you a line. I believe everything that I talk about on Recovery Guy, everything you see in my videos, I believe it. I drank the Kool-Aid a long time ago, and it is full of my personality. It's who I am. The next thing is strong in character. Does it tell them who you are? Not what you do, but who you are. Strong in character. Is my message representative of Robert Pardon. And one of the most exciting things about having done this for over 33 years is that it's evolved and my character has grown and I begin even to become more full in this personality and the expression and the charm and the fascination I deliver it in in hopes that it will more quickly and deeply inspire others to have the devotion that you and I have to have to have the success to reinvent ourselves, because it's not just about not doing a behavior or taking a substance. Obviously, we have to move away from that for everything else to take root. But unless we do that internal change, unless, as Dr. Silkworth said, unless we experience an entire psychic change, or Stephen would talk about an inside-out approach to quality and change, as they is in the quality movement. We have to be strong in character. We need to be magnetic. People need to be attracted. In the, in the program of AA, it talks about attraction rather than promotion. Our message needs to be so fascinating and strong in character and really paints a story of who we are that we are magnetic, that people want to be around us, that when our message or we're not there, something's missing. And eventually we want those individuals to to be magnetic and attracted to their own story. But in the meantime, 
Are we magnetic? Do we draw people to us? Are we mesmerizing? Do we really get people thinking? I remember when Tom Bennett introduced me to some of his theories on becoming weller than the well, and he had me read Richard Bach's uh, Jonathan Livingston Seagull, and then we talked about it. Or, or when he introduced me to the movie The Wizard of Oz for the first time as a person of recovery, and I was mesmerized with how he was conveying this message and how he pulled things from other aspects of life that didn't seem to relate, but they did. He connected the dots, and it mesmerized me to want to adopt that level of thinking. Are we captivating? Can we keep individuals around long enough to hear the full story, right? As I messaged in my last podcast, you we want to be careful because we don't want the experience to be like taking a drink out of a fire hose. We want people to be around long enough, and I hope you stay at the podcast I hope you continue to listen. If you're new, if this is your first podcast, go back and see what uh, John and JJ and I have started back on August 2nd. Begin listening to some of the topics and the presentations and how we go about things, whether whether it's listening to uh, Chaz and his conversations with us or or Scott Brickner or, or Slow Will from the archives that we resurrected from a few years ago. be captivated, bewitching, attractive, appealing, alluring, hypnotic, magical, glamorous. These are all the words related to charismatic. Maybe all these words don't fit who you are or you would find it difficult to incorporate them into your message because it wouldn't be full of your personality. It wouldn't reflect your character then don't use them. But they're just words that help illustrate or similar to charismatic. It's relating to the charismatic movement. That's why we are the recovery movement. Recovery Guy Podcast is a movement to help bring us one step at a time, a little bit further on in our journey. You know, water does not coast uphill, right? And again, Newton's law, that things in motion have a tendency to stay in motion. Things at rest, stay at rest. We want to be a movement. We want to join forces with everyone who would listen to begin feeling that we don't have to be a nothing. We don't even have to be an almost. We can become the best possible version of ourselves that we could possibly be. I used to lay awake at night and I would dream of what it would like, what it would be like if I was well. Remember, remember, or maybe you still do, being awake at two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning and realizing our position, our condition, how our life is continually going downward. For some of us, it began to spiral down really fast. Others leading up to that, or maybe still, it was sort of gradual. And we would lay there at night and and wish we were somebody else doing something else somewhere else. Well, let me tell you, folks, I can't dream of 
who I am today. I can't dream. I could have never dreamt of where I'm at today. It is so far beyond my comprehension. With my relationship with Laura of over 31 years, and Laura's my third marriage, with having failed relationships with children who now love and respect me and the honor that my children give me, who I walked out on, I could have never dreamt of their forgiveness. And yet here we are today, relationships restored, life has changed. I feel so much different about myself as others feel differently about me. I want to be attractive in my recovery because I want you to know how good it feels just as you have shared with me how good it feels to be you and in your personal recovery. This is a charismatic movement. It needs to be attractive. It needs to be compelling, full of personality, fascinating, because if not, why would someone want to join the movement? I love, again, what the big book of AA says. If newcomers could see no joy in our existence, they wouldn't want it. And remember last week's podcast, last Thursday on the checkup, I talked about words, right? Words that we can use, and joy was one of them. If if someone who's got a life that's filled with despair, and they know that we were once there, if they did not see us living a life of joy, where's the attraction? Am I attractive to a person who feels distraught when they see me filled with joy? And like I say, they realize that that when I share my experience, strength, and hope with them, because we don't regret the past, nor do we wish to shut the door on it. So I always want to be relatable to you. I'll never forget what it was like suffering the way I suffered. And you're probably the same way. Never forget it. Not because we use it as a two by four to beat the crap out of ourselves today, but we use it as a point of relation to the person who's coming in brand new, wondering if they could do this but they see us as this attractive model of recovery, of wellness. They see our joy because who's going to want something that they can't see us enjoying? We need, as part of the charismatic, the plural noun charismatics, it's an adherent of the charismatic movement, a person who claims divine inspiration. You know, Whether you're a Christian, a Muslim, a Jew, Orthodox, Catholic, it it doesn't matter. Not when it comes to recovery. We all need divine inspiration. Regardless of what our point of reference is to God in our understanding, we all have need for a power greater than ourselves. because obviously our power got us to the position we're in. So we need to claim divine inspiration. Again, referring to the big book, um, you know, A, we're powerless over alcohol and could not manage our own lives and substitute alcohol for any word you want. B, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. Again, substitute the word. And C, this is universal. God could and would if he were sought. You know, any 12-step recovery program Celebrate Recovery, Reformers Unanimous, the LDS form of 
of spiritual recovery, everyone will tell you that it's about your relationship with God. There is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. Half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point and asked his care and protection with complete abandon. We need to have divine inspiration. We need to adhere to this charismatic movement of recovery. It needs to be so attractive that individuals who are suffering the way you and I suffered would see and say, I need that. Remember going back to Sammy in the beginning? He heard on the radio who says, I want to do that. Do people see that in you? Is your attraction so wonderful that they look at you and your life? You know, I'm going to share a little something about my friend Susie. She is so inspiring. And she's put this out on Instagram and Facebook, so I'm not, you know, ruining her anonymity. But Susie's son, he's a teenager, he's going through a heart condition. Could you imagine as a parent having a child going through a heart condition? I've never had to experience those kinds of things. I'm very fortunate. But maybe you, that was given on your road as well. Maybe you know what that's like. I know what it's like to suffer and to lose. Um, But I'm so proud of Susie because she has divine inspiration. She is adhered to her charismatic movement of Al-Anon recovery, and she claims divine inspiration as the sole power of that. And as her son goes through this really trying and track, you know, difficult and even tragic time going through the insurance battles and can I do this test and can I do that test? Susie has never lost a beat when it comes to the attraction. I would imagine any person who knows her story, who's coming into the program of Al-Anon is going to say, I want to do that because that's the attraction. That's what we want to have. So my question and challenge to you, those of you who have been around a while, are we attractive? Is our experience, strength, and hope so encouraging to others, especially this holiday season? As some people are experiencing a degree of loneliness and despair because they're feeling that they're left out, is our recovery attractive enough to them that they say, I see what is in you. It fascinates me. It mesmerizes me. And you are so magnetic, I need to have what you have. If we can accomplish that with one person, we have achieved a miracle just as the miracle was achieved in us. So are we attractive? That's for you to answer, just as it is for me to answer. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy. I was trying to do everything.